Dame Agatha Christie was an English writer famous for her 66 detective novels and 14 short stories, particularly those revolving around fictional detectives Hercule Poirot and Miss Marple. Agatha was a writer during the golden age of detective fiction. Agatha Christie has been called the Duchess of Death, the Mistress of Mystery and the Queen of Crime. Her plots are possible, logical and always different. At the start of each novel, she shows us an apparently impossible situation and we go mad wondering how could this be happening. Then slowly she reveals how the impossible is not only possible but the only thing that could have happened. Hey doll, I'm drinking a protein shake with instant coffee and chia seeds and it's good. Could be colder. I love true crime but also old things dark. I was introduced to the macabre at a young age very mildly with the babysitter club mystery editions. I don't know if anybody else read these. Doll, I could not get enough of these whenever I was little. I wonder if I should read them again. I would stay up late reading them ferociously, like maybe a book a day. And there's not that many of them, as far as I can remember. Maybe there wasn't that many in my school library, a Catholic school library. But quickly, squeaky clean stories didn't cut it for me. And I moved on to Goosebumps, R.L. Stein, and Stephen King. Soon it was TV shows, horror movies, and then the discovery of true crime documentaries. And I guess that's my personality now. I love me a true crime documentary, but lately I have been like having an urge to like dabble in my first love of crime fiction. Especially it's like particularly like who done it. They're like my favorite of crime fictions. And where else better to start than with the best crime fiction writer of all time? I've got some different content coming up. Uh, I hope you enjoy and I hope it goes well. But first let's get some context by learning about the mistress of mystery, Agatha Christie. That rhymed. Agatha Miller was born on the 15th of September, 1890. That's a long time ago. Into a wealthy upper middle class family in Torquay, Devon. She was the youngest of three children and described her childhood as very happy. Because her siblings were so much older and there were few children in her neighborhood, oh, little Agatha spent much of her time playing with her pets and imaginary friends. Oh. According to Agatha, her mother believed she should not learn to read until she was eight. But thanks to Agatha's persistence and curiosity, she was reading by the tender age of four. This was also thanks to a very committed and hands-on approach to homeschooling from her older sister and mother. In 1901, when Agatha was only 11, her father died. Later, she said that her father's death marked the end of her childhood. How sad to have your father taken from you at such a young age. Over the next few years, Agatha attended different boarding schools and vocational like arts training schools, but she found it very hard to adjust to these like disciplined environments. And remember, this is when schools used to cane, like strike children. Like it's like crazy. After completing her education, Agatha returned to England and found that her mother was sick. So they decided to spend winter in the warmer climate of Egypt. 
then a regular tourist destination for wealthy Britons. For three months, they stayed at the Gizra Palace Hotel in Cairo and visited the Great Pyramid of Giza. Travel was defining in Agatha's life and writing. Honestly, I don't think anybody <laughs> travelled as much as she did, as we're going to find out. After Egypt, she returned to Britain, where she continued like her social activities, writing and performing in amateur plays and theatre. Then, at age 18, a budding author emerged in Agatha, and she began writing short stories. Magazines rejected all her early submissions made under pseudonyms. Some of these short stories were later revised and published under her real name, but often with new titles. Agatha was persistent on becoming an author. She began work on her first novel, Snow Upon the Desert. She set the book in Cairo, drawing upon her recent visit there with her mother. <sighs> Dishearteningly, six publishers declined her work. Luckily, she was able to gain guidance from a successful author and neighbour, but his agent also rejected the novel. <laughs> wop wop. But encouraged her to try another novel, like just start over, try again. Meanwhile, Agatha's social activities expanded with country house parties, riding, hunting, eek, signs of the time doll, dances and roller skating. She had short-lived relationships with four men and an engagement to one other, but then in October 2012, 2012, 1912, she was introduced to Archibald, Archie for short, Christie. Archie was a royal artillery officer and the couple quickly fell in love. Only three months after a meeting, Archie proposed and Agatha accepted. Like, that's a Kardashian courtship. <laughs> With the outbreak of World War I in August 1914, Archie was to be deployed to France. Archie, 25, and Agatha, 24, married on Christmas Eve 1914. Agatha also involved herself in the war effort as a member of the Voluntary Aid Detachment of the British Red Cross. This led her down like a side career path. As a few years later, she like worked as a dispenser and qualified as an apothe apo apothecary assistant, but she still had a strong calling to her true love detective novels. Agatha had been a long fan of detective novels, having enjoyed Wilkie Collins and Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. So Agatha wrote her first detective novel, the Mysterious Affair at Styles in 1916. It featured Hercule Poirot, a former Belgian police officer with magnificent moustaches and a head exactly the shape of an egg. Finally, her original manuscript was eventually accepted, provided that Agatha changed how the solution was revealed. So she did and signed a contract committing her to the next five books. It's hard to believe that her first published book was over a hundred years ago. Time flies. <laughs> the Mysterious Affair of Styles was published in 1920. The novel was a hit, and with each additional book, as well as short stories and magazines, Agatha had no problem selling her work. Agatha too was a hit. In 1922, the Christie's joined an around the world promotion tour for the British Empire exhibition. Eek. Over 10 months, they traveled to Australia, New Zealand, Hawaii, and Canada, and South Africa, where they learned how to surf. To think that somebody was traveling like this a hundred years ago is like unfathomable, like, cause they would have been using boats, right? 
because the airplane is like still relatively new. Like people still don't travel like this. After the colonialization trip, oh, I mean British Empire trip, the Christies returned to England and work and bought a beautiful house in Sunningdale, Berkshire, which they named Styles after the mansion in Agatha's first detective novel. But what goes up must come down. In April 1926, Agatha's mother died. They had been exceptionally close, and the loss sent Agatha into a deep depression. Then, only a few months later, in August 1926, reports appeared in the press that Agatha Christie had fled to a Spanish village to recuperate from a breakdown caused by overwork. See, that same month, in August 1926, Archie asked Agatha for a divorce. Oh God, this is not a good year for Agatha. After 12 years of marriage, Archie had fallen in love with Nancy Neal. On the 3rd of December, things got heated. The pair quarrelled after Archie announced that he was going to spend the weekend with friends unaccompanied by his wife. Agatha was not invited. This was probably more than a quarrel. I'm sure this was a screaming match and the last straw as late that evening from their home in Sunningdale, Agatha disappeared. Nobody knew where she was. It wasn't until the following morning that her car, a Morrissey Cowley, how cute, was found parked above a chalk quarry with an expired driving license and clothes inside. It was feared that she might have drowned herself in the silent pool, a nearby beauty spot. The disappearance quickly became a new story. The press sought to satisfy their readers hunger for sensation, disaster and scandal. More than 1,000 police officers and 15,000 volunteers, as well as several airplanes, searched the rural landscape. What the hell? It's crazy. Even Sir Arthur Conan Doyle got involved. He gave a spirit medium psychic person one of Agatha's gloves in the hope that she could find her. Typical Doyle. <laughs> Despite the extensive manhunt and dog hunt, she was not found for another 10 days. A famous author goes missing for 10 days. That's crazy. Madness. On the 14th of December, 1926, Agatha was located at a hotel in Yorkshire, 184 miles from her home. She was registered as a Mrs. Teresa Neal. The surname of her husband's new woman, mistress. Oh, Agatha, what are you playing at? Why would you do that? Girl, I'd do the same. I would do, I would be petty. I love it. Yeah, I, I love it. The day after her discovery, Agatha left for her sister's house, where she was completely isolated in a guarded hall with the gates locked, telephone cut off, and all callers were turned away. Oddly, Agatha Christie's biography makes absolutely no reference to her abrupt, mysterious and unsolved disappearance. Opinion remains divided over the reason for her disappearance. Two doctors diagnosed her with an unquestionable, genuine loss of memory. 
Some, including her biographer, believe that she disappeared during a fugue state. Similarly, there is the theory that Agatha disappeared during a nervous breakdown, conscious of her actions, but not emotionally in control. Another theory is that Agatha planned the whole event on purpose to embarrass her husband and his girlfriend, but did not anticipate the resulting media pandemonia. But you're a famous mystery author and you disappear mysteriously. The public reaction at the time was largely negative, supposing the whole thing was either a publicity stunt or an attempt to frame her husband for murder. In January 1928, Agatha contemplated her marriage for three months in the Canary Islands. Must be nice. Well, not the contemplate your marriage thing. Then, in October 1928, Archie and Agatha were divorced. Archie married Nancy Neal only a week later. Agatha retained custody of their daughter, Rosalind, and kept the Christie surname for her writing. In the same year, travelling as always, Agatha left England and took the Orient Express to Istanbul and then to Baghdad. While on an archaeologist archaeologist dig in Iraq, she met Max Maloman, 13 years her junior. Oh, hey! <laughs> uh, it didn't stop Agatha, though. They wed two years later. So she was like 40 and he was like 27. Uh, that's quite a gap. It's kind of big, but BFD, it's legal. Do it. Agatha accompanied Max on his archaeological expeditions and her travels with him contributed background to several of her novels. In 1934, they bought Winterbrook House, their main residence for the rest of their lives, and the place where Agatha did much of her writing. During World War II, Agatha worked at the pharmacy at University College Hospital London, where she updated her knowledge of poisons. Her later novel, The Pale Horse, was based on a suggestion from the chief pharmacist. Decades later, in 1977, a thallium poisoning case was solved by British medical personnel who had actually read Agatha Christie's book, The Pale Horse, and recognised the symptoms described in the book. So she, like, kind of helped solve a murder. How wild is that? I can't go through them all, but Agatha received many awards. From 1971 to 74, Agatha's health began to fail, but she continued to write. Her last novel, Postern of Fate, in 1973, her writing sadly suggests that Agatha may have begun to develop Alzheimer's disease or dementia at about this time. Agatha died from natural causes in 1976 aged 85. She had a peaceful death at home in her Winterbrook house. Upon her death, two West End theatres playing her plays dimmed their lights outside in her honour. And that was a brief telling of Agatha Christie's life. I would love to do a deep dive on her disappearance. It is quite drama. Like I said earlier, I am interested in reading some of her books. Maybe you could join me. Slan! every time.